1: Starting preschool is a big milestone for toddlers and for parents. As with any big life change, it's important to help your children make the adjustment as well. Today we're talking about these tips to ease your child's transition to preschool and also to ease your anxiety. I'm Geneva Lee. And I'm Dan Anderson. We are preschool teachers and this is Parent Savers.
3: Welcome, everybody, to Parent Savers. We're broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Parent Savers is your online, on-the-go support group for parents with infants and toddlers. I'm your host, John O'Reill. Happy to be back in the saddle of Parent Savers again. Thanks so much to all of you who join us every time a new episode is released, and also for those of you who continue these conversations with us on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure to check out our Parent Savers app so you can listen to all of our episodes wherever you go. We also just released a new network app where you can listen to all the new Mommy Media podcasts. Visit our website at newmommymedia.com for more information and for even more information right now at this moment We've got Sunny, the head of everything at New Mommy Media, telling us more about how you can become involved with the show.
2: That's right. Okay, so we have some segments I think you guys will really like. We have an Ask the Expert segment where you guys can submit the questions that you have regarding your infants and toddlers. So it could be anything, you know, like a doctor would answer. We've got doctors that can answer those types of questions. We have psychologists. We have everyday parents that can help out. So um, you can submit via our website, um, and you can also submit via our Facebook page. And we have another segment that I really love called our parenting. Oops, and that's where you guys share your funny stories of crazy things that have happened to you as a new parent, and we can all kind of have a little chuckle about it. So we'll put those on the show. And uh, same thing with your Ask the Expert questions. We'll have our experts answer them. We'll put all of it on the show so other parents can benefit. Um, Again, you can submit through the website, through Facebook, and then we also have our voicemail. You can leave a voicemail so they can actually hear your voice if you actually want to ask the question, and that number is 619-866-4775.
3: The voicemail seems so old school, but it's awesome because we get to hear it in your voice and you can throw it right in and you can hear them saying it as opposed to me, my daffy voice
2: (laughs) reading your question. So I know it seems
3: weird to leave voicemails in this day and age, but it's awesome and something we hope you guys continue to utilize. Thanks for doing it. Let's also look around the room and I can see everyone that's here, but let's um, introduce you to everyone that's having this conversation about the preschool transition. Um, Myself, I'm Johnner. I'm 41 years old. We have three boys, an 8-year-old, a 6-year-old, and a 4-year-old. So the 4-year-old is just wrapping up preschool. Um, But this is definitely something we went through with all of them. Sonny?
2: Okay, so yes, I'm Sonny. I'm the owner of New Mommy Media and um, I am 37 years old, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) And I have four kids. My oldest is five. He did go through preschool and now just started kindergarten. And my three-year-old is currently in preschool. And then I have twin girls that are 22 months and oh man, I don't know what I'm going to do with them in preschool. So (laughs) they have not started anything. They are home with me throughout the day.
0: (laughs) Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm A mom of four I work full-time I've always worked full-time so all of my kids have had to go to preschool I have my last one just started about a month ago at age three my other children I have two girls 10 and 8 and the boys are six and three
3: they got to go to preschool they get to go to preschool it's not a had to it's they get to right that's part of what we're going to talk to you about exactly some of them got to one of them has to (laughs) (laughs) got it and then um geneva and dimna why don't you guys tell us a little about yourselves? hi
1: i'm geneva lee and i work at the university of san diego at the manchester family child development center i've been there for 15 years Um, i also have two children my son is 34 and my daughter is 21 um, I had a great experience with one of them in preschool, the other one not so much. So mm. looking forward to chatting about that. Thanks. Dimna?
4: Sure. My name is Dimna Anderson. Um, I'm 47 and also a mom. as being 18, 17-year-old, 16-year-old, all boys, and an 8-year-old daughter. Um, they all went to preschool. Eight-year-old daughter got to go with me to the wonderful Manchester Family Child Development Center. And, yeah, it can be a challenge starting preschool. That whole transition's kind of big.
3: Going to preschool with your mom is a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not so fun. That's, That's what little. my last one wants. <laughs> uh, right. He wants course. me to switch and become a preschool teacher of right Smart kid. Great. Well, thanks, everyone. We're looking forward to the conversation.
0: When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology-trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file.
3: Before we jump in, we're gonna do a news headline, and this is where we're gonna take a look at a recent article, uh, and just sort of, I think, kind of talk about it, see what we think, see if it was worth our time to talk about it. it <laughs> Hopefully, it was. Johnner's <laughs> not too sure. Yeah, no. Um, see if it makes the cut. This one. This is about preschool toys, uh, and so they say the preschool toy market is coming back, uh, and it's actually the, it was the largest toy category that was most affected by the recent economic downturn. With the economy improving. Um, They're saying that we'll see a return to growth, um, but not necessarily a complete correction. Worldwide sales of toys, typically for children between two and five, have been going down since 2011. um, And and it's important because it represents nearly 15% of the $100 billion global toy market. And so what this article is saying uh, is that... They think that parents were realizing that uh, one way to save money without really hurting anyone uh, was to cut back on the toys given to the littlest of kids. The parents found their two-year-olds didn't care whether a toy was 50 bucks or 5 bucks because they would play for it, with it for about 30 minutes. And I would even say with that, if they were lucky, 30 minutes. <laughs> right. Uh, and then focus on the box, the paper, the ribbons before pulling the tablecloth. Um, and so parents are going <laughs> down the price scale. Uh, which really affected the preschool toy market. But they say it's making it comeback. Um, but what have you guys' experience has been with preschool toys um, recently and buying them for the young kids?
0: I tend to not buy them for that age. <laughs> what Seriously, what my kids have is what they've gotten through birthday presents and such or Christmas presents. Right. I don't typically buy toys. I think what people may have realized after the economic downturn is that they weren't necessary. Yeah. And so as the money came back, they figured out, Like I mentioned, crayons, paper, construction paper, and those like kids scissors that make fancy things. My kids can play with those for hours. And like you said, ribbon and stuff. Right. You give them anything that's like buttons or something they can glue onto something else. They do not need $50 toys.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Coloring books. Did you say coloring books? Those are huge in my house. Crayons, coloring books, things of that
3: sort. See, those things always seem good in theory for us. But then they get a page or two into it, and then they... Really? Yeah, then they just start wrestling. Maybe depends Blank
2: it depends on the paper. Blank paper.
0: Blank yeah, paper. that's, that's true. That's Absolutely. What we always did. Coloring books, we had the same thing. They would love them in the store. They're only a dollar, so you buy it, and you get right. home, and they do the first two, and then everything else is the same characters, but plain paper they can go for hours on.
3: So the toy companies are probably <laughs> mad that we're figuring this out. Oh yeah. <laughs> this revelation we've just
0: had. Paper, the paper, the price of construction paper is going to skyrocket. Right.
4: <laughs> so basically what well, you guys in the end, really. you've all already discovered that open-ended materials serve yeah. children better yes. than mm-hmm. a pre-cut plastic toy that doesn't even fit anywhere in your house. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. yes.
3: It doesn't fit anywhere in the house and it only fits in one particular type of play as to others that have much more broad uses more inexpensive less expensive (laughs) um they're less expensive and more stimulating for the child
4: and readily available (laughs) <laughs>
3: quit, so quit spending big bucks is Although, what I it, think. It so like, no, well on, on
2: the like you know, the younger end of the scale, if we're talking about two to five year olds, mm-hmm. you know, my twins are twenty two months, so they're kind of at that two year old stage. And like I wouldn't give them crayons and paper just to play with, right? It I mean, so there are you some give them them, things they would eat them. you would <laughs> they would yeah, you would right. give
1: them pots and pans I, from yeah, the kitchen.
2: <laughs> right. I could do that. that I totally yeah. could do that. Yeah. But like balls and stuff like that, like anything that I've bought has been definitely I, I've had a really think about it as being like some sort of developmental skill. What what developmental yes. skill mm-hmm. are they gonna get out of this? Right. You know? And um, you know, if if I thought it was worth the money then I paid for it. But otherwise, right. yeah, I just try to keep it as simple as possible.
0: You have a great point on balls. We have a, balls of every size In our house Yeah it, Those never leave Right but Another thing is People realize You can have 50 toys For your kids And they're going to Play with three Sure So if you find Those three that they want That's all you need
3: <laughs> Alright well we'll put A link to this article On the site And if you guys Have some thoughts About the preschool Toy market Let us know Or leave us A voicemail message Yeah,
0: so We can hear you. <laughs>
3: Today on Parent Savers, we're talking about helping your toddler make the transition to preschool. Our experts today are two amazing preschool teachers, Geneva Lee and Dibna Anderson, uh, from the Manchester Family Child Development Center at the University of San Diego. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. You're welcome. welcome. Uh, so let's start, and I should probably say that uh, for our two older kids, a, for all three of our kids, they've been through Manchester. Um, it's actually a bittersweet sort of reunion today because our our, uh, our youngest is in his final year of preschool, and for convenience reasons, we've moved him to a different preschool. And it's very it's sad, and we miss him, and he's missed his teachers, and I'm very excited to speak with them. And I know these they're great experts and, and very loving experts, so really excited to be talking to you guys. Thank you. Um, so let's start with talking about the transition. What do you guys see every year and things that are the hardest for parents and for kids making this transition
1: the hardest thing is for parents letting go and letting their letting their children free setting them free it's not an easy thing to do yeah yeah and i think um, what that falls under the category is of
4: trust and not only do we have to communicate with the child and make them feel safe so that they trust us we have to do the same thing with their parent as well if their parents uncomfortable leaving you i think the child is going to sense that and can create some kind of an anxious environment during drop-off.
3: So in very high-level terms, do you think that the transition's harder for parents than it is for kids?
4: Absolutely. Yes.
3: Like, without a doubt. Yes. Without a doubt,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: And so we yes. do things like have podcasts and talk about it and fret about it and bite our nails.
1: Well, and I think, and as Dimna says, the most important thing as a parent is you need to be ready for this change and you need to know in your heart that this is where you want your child to be because if you're not, the child will sense it and it will not be an easy transition. Right,
4: yeah. right. In fact, um, one of your questions here is talking about what to do before entering preschool, um, classroom mm-hmm. visits and such. Tour as many schools as you possibly can because it's like buying a house. One of those or two of those are going to hit home. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you've got to get your educational philosophy and your discipline philosophy in your head so that when you do go to these schools you know exactly where you stand as far as how to teach and rear your child they're going to be the other the partners in your child's
1: formative years and the preschool teachers most likely going to spend more waking hours with your child than you are so you want to be sure that you're making the right choice and that you're comfortable with that choice.
3: Yeah, but I think that's all. That's also, I don't want to scare parents either because that is the reality of the situation, but I think we like to not think that. Right. right. Of parents. course. Of course you don't. <laughs> we like to not acknowledge that reality. So I think it's it's the balance and it it's interesting that a lot of the preparation needs to be done for the parents yes so so ahead of time so as parents have made the decision that the child's going to go to preschool and and i mean we could even get into the benefits of why preschool is important and right. you know i think that a lot of people or or if they're afraid of it th- there's great socialization aspects right. to preschool there's right. great benefit to being around other kids being around other teachers right. being around other experiences so once that decision's made so start with touring as many preschools as possible. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And so.
4: There are so many out there available mm-hmm. that each school is going to have a specialization in something you will see, whether it's art or play-based or ABC learning, that kind of a situation. And it depends on what you want. And then there are, there are also preschools that are also just daycares. So mm-hmm. if you are looking for a daycare, that's a totally different ballgame.
3: What would you say is the difference between a preschool and a daycare, just to be clear?
4: Um, a daycare is a place to drop off children and be in a safe environment with some supervision. Mm-hmm. Um, a preschool is an enriching environment where you're paying money to help educate your child, both socially and academically, as well as you know, physically, emotionally, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, in my
0: experience, preschool is very structured. Daycares right. don't have that structure. My my older girl, my girls went to a preschool that was a preschool in the morning and then a daycare in the afternoon, and they only had to go during the preschool time. But it was very interesting to see the transition of the school from preschool to daycare between the two. We did have friends who stayed all day long, and it was completely different worlds. Right. Interesting. But I think Geneva had a great point. When a child's that age, they've spent all of their life so far with a parent or maybe a family a member. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so it's hard to then make that transition and hand them over to someone else that, you know, you've built this relationship so far with the other people and then you hand them over to someone. I had the same thing. My uh, children were either with my husband during growing up or um, my in-laws. Right. and. Preschool was very difficult on my side to find that right fit. I had to find something that was going to be perfect, that complemented our parenting style, our home life, and things like that, but still gave them that
4: enrichment that we were looking for. Exactly. Um, Classroom teachers really um, make the program. You know, a a committed classroom teacher is going to um, portray the school's philosophy and their goals, so getting to know that teacher is very important. You know there should be a cultural mm-hmm. understanding between the two mm-hmm. and as far as the objectives and goals of why their child is there and what they're hoping to see it should definitely be agreeable
3: and so as parents are looking at preschools are those sort of like interview questions that they might want to ask the director that te- like do you guys get access you don't really get access to parents before they've decided to go to the preschool that much right well That's more through like a, a different level right
1: for our center you need to get on the waiting list before you even come in for a tour. We need to know that you're serious because we have a right. waiting list. Um
3: which is probably a good sign for any preschool. Right. No, it has a waiting list. Not always. <laughs> but not always. But not so always. some of it's self-fulfilling. Okay. Well, and,
1: and like Dimna says, you've got to find what what you're looking for, and then you got to go out there and look for it. And it's very important, I think, for us, for those children to, to come and meet us yeah. and see us before we're ready to take care of them for 10 hours a day. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we do. We set up the – so at our school, you – you go, you get on the list, then you get a tour, then you um, decide if this is in fact where you want to be. Pick your start date. We usually start at the beginning of the semesters because we are a university school. Um, some preschools just you can go whenever mm-hmm. and start whenever you need to. Yeah. Um and then bring the child in for a visit at least two times. Right. Before, the, even once if, you're even committed to that yes, preschool. Once you're committed. Come and do a visit right. and stay with them. Right. Yes. Yeah. Stay with them. Visit with them. Get to know the teachers. Get to know the kids. Um, we send emails a lot, pictures of the teachers, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, um, just to get everybody to feel more comfortable. And I think it really helps the transition.
3: Yeah.
0: That's the advantage that siblings have. Siblings who are there to drop off. Absolutely, all the time. Exactly. They have that always familiarity with the exactly. center. So Usually better.
1: Usually, yeah. Yeah. but Usually not better. always.
4: Right. <laughs> and you know, with every beginning of the new year, there's going to be one anxious child and one anxious parent, and sometimes they're not related. So you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready to be able to hold someone's hand, make them feel comfortable, and um, be available during drop off because some parents they don't know how to. Do they hand their child off? Do they get their kids situated in a chair and involved in an activity and sneak off?
3: Yes. I want to dig deep into the drop-off okay. segment in the second part of the uh, – John, uh,
0: one thing I wanted to mention, when researching schools, the best yeah. thing to do is um, from your parent group, pe- you usually tend to become friends with parents that are – that style. their parenting style is similar to yours. Mm-hmm. So ask them what they recommend or what their friends recommend. That's how I found the best preschools for my kids.
3: Nice. Uh, and so then as you're getting ready and the decision's made, so what do you guys, in addition to classroom visits, what do you recommend parents do with their children? You know, say it's two weeks before preschool starts. What is their time to do or get them ready? Should they talk about talk, it a lot?
1: Absolutely. No? You don't <laughs> think so? No, okay, okay, so we I'm have not, two so different opinions. Look, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> it is? Um,
4: sure. I, I think that um, because of the children's, I don't want to say they're not capable of understanding the concept of time and when, but two weeks is a long time for a young child who Mm -hmm. doesn't wear a watch to wait. That's almost like six months for us, I'm I'm thinking. 5% of
3: their lives. Right, right. right.
4: So (laughs) when you're going to have a transition like that and all is said and good and parents are comfortable, talk to them maybe two days before the school start date. Yeah, I think so. You know, or even the morning of and, hey, guess what? We're going to go look at this new school and... You're probably right. going to be going to school there every and day. And I think Geneva, so you, you think want to come
3: with me, and w- we'll, the, we'll start together. Maybe two weeks right. is great, but the preparation is sort of the same. Sure. Talk to him about it ahead sure. of time. What, what I'm thinking is, okay, you have
1: your visits. Okay, the next time sure, you talk to him about it, sure. Right. sure. What What I'm thinking is, okay, you have your visits. Okay, the next time you come, you're going to stay here all day by yourself. Yeah. You've met all these people, so it doesn't even have to necessarily be okay. Two days, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. But the next time you're here, you're going to stay all day, mm-hmm. and 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 then I'll be back and get you and and. You know, and we'll talk more about the but,
3: the. but they need to be in the loop. It feels like kids are in so. s- because such in little the, control yeah. of so many things that they do need control yeah. of whatever you can give them. But the time frame, like know. you say,
1: like so yeah. they don't know two weeks, three weeks. But the next time right. we come, you're going to stay. Yeah, I, I've
4: experienced that some children think that they have a choice about their preschool. Whether they want to go that day, whether they want to go at all, right. whether mm-hmm. their parents have to work, why they have to go to school, et cetera, et cetera. So when, when I, I understand what you're saying about involve them in the loop,
3: mm-hmm. but you
4: really need to think about how much. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: With in If you're doing the visit, I wouldn't say anything. I would just say, hey, we're going to go to this group thing today and let just them follow. kind of experience it and then later on talk to them about how it's a possibility that they might be going there. Right as school right. but the for the visit i would treat it as a play date like, yeah.
1: and i think each family is is individual you have to do what works best for you and your family and what you think will work best for you and your family yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah definitely but i think the key is that it's not a surprise that right. on that first day yeah leaving here you go them, like, bye that's <laughs> no, that's it's car. not a choice yeah.
0: they hate that everything's not a choice yeah. so just making it right. seem like it's seem a like choice, a choice right helps yeah, do you want light. to wear this to school or do you want to wear <laughs> this to school? Exactly. You know, there some are kind there, of control. You know, the
4: reality is there are some life decisions that have to be made mm-hmm. that um, are just going to be. And the children need to learn to trust their parents that their parents are going to find that safe, enriching environment for them. Just like when a child is scared at night in the dark, you have to reassure them that I'm your parent. I'm here to keep you safe. I would never put you in a place or a home that's not safe even at night. Right.
3: But I think I, – but to be clear, we're not talking about dropping them off in the scariest street in the neighborhood and leaving. We're talking about preschool, no which for my for my kids right. at the very it's least like has been an amazing experience, right. and we're so glad for them to be a part of it. So right. it's – I mean – and so I think we're talking about preparing them, and it's scary, and it's letting go. But a lot of what is scary is the feelings around it, not the – Amazing opportunities they're being exposed Mm to. Right. And I'm
0: still reassuring my ten year old that I'm not gonna put her in unsafe environments. So (laughs) we do that
3: until they are on their own. Right. All right. So let's take a quick break. We're gonna talk then we'll talk a little bit about the what to do on that first day. And then also like as it goes on, and I think the drop off question is a huge, huge question that parents mismanage, I'm sure, all the time.
1: (laughs) And so parenting um, oops. Yeah, exactly. Lots of
3: parenting oops from preschool drop off, I'm sure. Um, all right, so we'll be right back. Welcome back everybody. Today we're talking about the preparing your child for the transition to preschool with Geneva Lee and Dimna Anderson. Welcome back. Um, so we've talked about getting ready and preparing the kids and looping them in or doing some visits but now it's the first day of preschool. It is the first day where the child's going to be dropped off. What do you think parents should do to prepare? How do you think it should go? How does it go best for you guys?
4: The first thing I ask parents is to really think about um, the type of ritual the goodbye ritual they want to establish. Mm-hmm. Do Will they have time every morning to sit down on the couch and read a book with their child? Do they want to do that every morning? Um, or is it most likely, I'm gonna have to drop this kid off and run because the class I'm teaching is starting in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So you need to um, think about how you're gonna do it, how you're gonna enter the door, put the things down, and n- let the teacher know what your plan is. Okay. Okay. That way, if if you do have this child that might need extra help saying goodbye, she's right there.
3: Right.
1: And you might not always have time for a morning ritual, so you know. But but ahead. if
3: you can, it's good to absolutely sure. Every morning should be kind of a little right. bit the routine. Same. Sure. Kids exactly. On routine. We exactly. all thrive on routine. Yeah. And so it. So on the first day, don't do something crazy weird like sit on the couch and read with them for a half hour right. if, if you you're not that, planning did, on doing exactly, that every day. Exactly. exactly. Start establishing how it's going to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then the drop-off. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, do you re- is there a type of drop-off you recommend? Is it one of those that it's everyone's different? Would you rather see it like a military mission everyone in out barrel roll people parachute disappear in. parachute in <laughs> disappear covert or covert. you know um always
1: say goodbye never sneak out never sneak never out. sneak out this this is the whole thing we've been talking about all along is trust your child needs to trust that you're not going to sneak out you're always going to be back and you know it, it they may be sad when they're coming in. Okay, I know you're sad. Uh, it's it's going to be okay. Your teacher's mm-hmm. going to take good care of you. I will see you after work. I always come back. So just and be And then... Calm. And then... But then water here works, go. right? then you, go. you go. And you know, right? my personal experience, I like to make it quick. Yeah. Because the quicker you make it, the easier it is. Uh, some parents might not feel comfortable with that. And that's where the parent needs to
3: communicate with the teacher. But How do you want to do this? So tell us from your side of it. Because when we drop off kids and they're crying and we leave... Mm -hmm. We don't then see what the rest is going on. So what usually happens?
4: What usually happens? When a
3: parent leaves and they leave their crying kid with you.
4: Um, On the first day of school, a teacher's probably going to do some hugging and distraction. She's going to try to get that child to read a book with her, um, back rubbing, a lot Mm -hmm. of comforting while distracting and showing, pointing out how the environment's actually nice and safe and it's going to be okay
1: reassuring and acknowledging those those tears. And yes, you feel really sad. Mm-hmm. Your your mom's going to work. You're going to be with me all day. I understand that makes you sad, but we're going to have a good time and I'm going to take good care of you.
3: And do they turn it around pretty they quickly? They turn it
1: around very quickly. It's all most of the time it's for the parents. Um, yeah. you know, they just it is. It really is. Um, just
3: last night, um, we were doing something with some friends and they observed Zyler basically whenever he thought he had my attention. Sure. Right. And then when they didn't have it, right. he would calm down and then look like they saw it in action and it absolutely happened.
4: Right, right. And what I see is if a child does start crying and the parents are already walking back out the door and comes back in, yeah. you're basically reinforcing right. yeah, the behavior that you don't.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't want
4: to say you don't want them to do. You don't want a kid to not ever cry, but... It's just y- gonna make you want to have that yeah. child feel confident rather than insecure at that
1: moment. Yeah. Because, because so. if you hear the crying and you're coming back, that's just showing, oh, if I keep crying, they're going to come back. You know, Right. Yeah, Whereas you know, right. the best thing as a parent to do is to make that break, mm-hmm. go where you need to go, and give us a call. Yep. Okay. Give us a call. That's what
0: I just experienced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just check in. But just like you said, I think just acknowledging their feelings mm-hmm. from the teacher is huge. Another thing I think is funny, I don't think parents realize that teachers like you go through this every right. start <laughs> so right. this is not new to you parents tend to think that they're the only ones in that situation they're the only ones that attach to their children they're the only ones that their children that attached to them so just parents having that open mind that you know what you're doing you've dealt with this hundreds of times and to you know hand it over like you said you as long as they me. built that trust yeah, right then you can do it yeah. my three-year-old just started preschool a month ago he's the only one that had a problem but luckily my older son had gone to the same preschool and so I have full trust in all of them and right. I kind of went to the teacher and said what do you want me to do right. to make this happen right and so she gave me some pointers and I followed those uh, instructions and about half an hour after I left she texted me a picture of him playing right. biggest smile on his face right. so yes.
4: yes nobody wants to say goodbye ever so it's going to be difficult
1: yeah
2: I still have an issue with my three-year-old. So he, he for the last six months, has been going to preschool. Um, but at first, he was going with his brother. So before his brother started kindergarten, they were going together a couple days a week. Um, and they weren't exactly in the same class, but they were close enough, and they played together recess time and whatever. So he kind of felt comfortable with that. The moment that my kindergartner went to kindergarten and it was just, you know, my three-year-old at the same preschool but by himself, it drop-off has turned into this just crying And and it only happens for like two minutes and then he's fine. Mm -hmm. But do you have any advice for parents? Because it breaks my heart all the time. But I know I've got my ritual that I do and I don't break from it. And, you know, he knows that I'm leaving and I kiss him goodbye. But I do not draw it out. You know, it's, you know, he knows, but he knows I'm going to leave and he knows I'm going to pick him up in four hours. Like it's not that big of a deal. But any advice for parents that are struggling with that, you Mm -hmm. know, it's not going away, that separation anxiety. It
4: sounds like he's created this as part of your goodbye ritual. Oh, great it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gone on for six months yeah. and he yeah. he thinks that he has to do this every time to say goodbye so maybe one day when he's not crying yet and you're in process of going to school oh you know it's so great that you're not crying mm-hmm. you know you're gonna be safe yeah you know you're gonna have fun and I know you can handle this and maybe today if you don't cry you'll actually have more fun cuz then you won't have a runny nose and your eyes will not be tearing up and do you want to give it a try? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, a little confidence and positive reinforcement. Yeah. Whenever a child behaves in a way that you like, right. you let them know and okay. and keep praising that. Sure.
1: And, and the other thing that I do as a teacher, because this will happen with kids that have come to what, that have been coming for months, and then all of a sudden they're going to start this new thing. As you know, when you're sad like this and when your mom has to go to work all day, it makes her really sad too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And the guilt trip. I right. Like and, you know, <laughs> it works it's some of like, them. <laughs> it's more like,
4: you know, how you can help your mom is if you don't cry. Yeah. Because you know you're okay. Right. We know you're okay. She knows you're okay. So let's let's make it better for her tomorrow so she's easier and she doesn't have to say goodbye to her crying baby. Yeah. She knows that you love her. Yeah. But let's give it a try not crying, and she'll have an easier day, and maybe she'll come back earlier from work with more time to play because she didn't have to think about you crying and worry about you crying. Right. Right. Give them the guilt trip. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. I like it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they're old enough to understand. You'd be surprised yes. how much these kids understand. Sure,
3: sure. <laughs> so we talked a little about communication in the phone call, and that like you got the phone call and the text. What are you guys seeing, I mean, especially now with – how are you communicating with parents? Are they sending you emails? Are they texting you? Are they calling you? Is it a combination? Does it change parent to parent? What's the state of preschool communication today?
1: All of the above. <laughs>
3: yeah, and it's a pretty constant.
1: It is. Um, we are currently t- redoing our manual mm-hmm. to not text parents because it was starting to get a little out of control. There was a lot of texting. Right. Around. So the parents... To get in touch with us, email. We always look at our email every day mm-hmm. and call the front desk. There's always something, someone in the front office that can run and check on your child or ask right. your child's teacher to come talk to you. But um, in this day and age. I would
3: imagine that's probably happening in a lot of preschools mm-hmm. yeah, all over mm-hmm. the place is yeah, dealing with a plethora of texts. Yeah. <laughs> we've,
1: we've actually had to you know stop that because it was getting too out of control. Right. With the teachers. You know, we're with your kids. We can't text you all day long. That's
0: exactly why I've never texted a preschool teacher. Me too. Yeah. I yes. thought about that too. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're way busy. I'm not yeah. going exactly. go down that like road. Yeah. My my need from you is to be taking care of my child. Right. I'm not yeah. answering That's my texts. Text. Right. And I've right. always felt like I was not doing something right by doing that. But I go at pickup and I check and say how'd they do today. Sure. Or, or I'll send an email saying how everything things been going. Right. You know, but right. I cannot
1: bug someone no. throughout the day that's trying to take care no. of my children right <laughs> so we've actually had to go that route mm-hmm. but you Interesting. know email works great
4: which goes to your phone so it's almost like receiving a text anyways and then you know that oh this parent's a little uncomfortable i better go check in with them in 10 minutes when i have a free moment yeah i like that idea of
0: calling the front desk mm-hmm. they can say oh, i'll just peek in and make sure, sure. Yeah, yeah they do that it's mm-hmm. a good idea
3: all right. Well, thanks so much, everyone. Thanks to Geneva and Dimna for joining us. Thanks, for more thank information, you. or if you guys want to learn more about um, Manchester Family Child Development Center um, or other preschools, uh, visit our website, newmymedia.com. We'll have just a couple links from the show. Um, the conversation will continue afterwards for our members of our Parent Savers Club. In uh, our bonus content, we're going to talk a little more about preschool and all the love that these teachers have to give, which I think is so amazing. Um, for more information about the Parent Savers Club, you can visit the members portion of our website.
2: All right, so as promised, we are starting a new segment on Parent Savers, and it's "What Up with That," and it is where (laughs) "What Up with That," "What Up with That," and it's where your kids do something, and you you are just baffled. You are just like, "There is no reason that my child should be doing this," and so it's just fun to share that with other parents because we don't get it. We just don't get it, and so I'm going to kick it off with one of my my favorite "What Up with That" moments, and it is when I go in and I see. My son son loves to play with the iPad, and we have the YouTube Kids app on it, which really they should monitor that a little bit more because there is a lot of stuff on there that I'm (laughs) like, what up with that? But the biggest thing on there that drives me crazy is when my kids watch the videos where I swear all they're doing is unraveling plastic Easter eggs to find out what the prize is. That's and my sons, both of them, will sit there like it is. And then they want me to go buy Easter eggs. And it's, it's like <laughs> Halloween time. <laughs> I'm like, there are no Easter eggs out well, there. But so
3: what is in these videos that like they're opening? They,
2: it's like little
3: toys. No, like that the, are in Little like, baby toys. Like junky little the toys. The junky,
2: stupid little toy. Sometimes yeah. they're actually, sometimes they get the really, really big eggs, and there's actually some decent stuff in there. But seriously, it is a 10-minute video of unraveling <laughs> eggs, and my kids will just stare at it, and I want to know, what up with that?
3: What up with that?
2: <laughs> what is up with that? I mean, do your kids do this at all?
3: No, um... They get in some really silly things. They haven't gotten into the eggs thing, but I'm thinking that maybe we have a bunch of Easter eggs because you're getting all these Easter egg hunts and stuff. Right, right, We should right, right. just fill them with crap. Hey, do your kids want to and wanna, videotape and and video it and videotape it? Yeah, and then send it to your kids.
2: I am telling you what they, these videos, no joke, have millions of downloads. I don't I am get not it. Not kidding. I don't
3: get it. I don't understand it.
2: I know. What up with that?
3: <laughs> what up with that? That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Parent Savers. Don't forget to check out our sister shows Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, The Boob Group for Moms Who Breastfeed, Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples, and Newbies for those going through it for the first time. Thanks again for joining us. This is Parent Savers Empowering New Parents. This has been a New Mommy Media Production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.
2: New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved,
2: we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?